Welcome to Any Given You. This show is about all things college football, and on it you will hear insights, analysis, discussion, predictions, and stories of any given topic from any given time, past, present, or future. We believe that the stats are great, but the stories are greater. And you should listen if you have a passion for the game and what makes it great. We're going to talk about touchdowns and touched lives. Come with us on a journey that extends beyond the field of play. We will talk wins, losses, and coachable moments learned on the football field and taken to the classroom, workforce, home, and even the battlefield. Division one to division none. Five-star recruits to walk-ons, it doesn't matter. If it's college football, it's worth the story. I'm your host, Michael Megan. U.S. Army Ranger and a former college football player, and more importantly, a lifelong fan of all things college football. Whether you are a casual fan, a fanatic, a coach, a player, or just a person who loves great stories, then huddle up and commit at any given you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Any Given You podcast. As always, I am your host, Michael Megan, and we have an incredible show here for you tonight. It will not be a very long show as I am recording this at about 10:24 p.m. on Monday night after just wrapping up the national championship game which looked more like a national execution between the Georgia Bulldogs and the TCU Horn Frogs a 65 to 7 beatdown, a resounding victory in every single category across the field. It's an incredible display of an elite roster, an elite team with Sunday talent all over the field, simply flexing their muscles and playing for 60 minutes. They put the backups in somewhere around the mid to late third quarter. Stetson Bennett got a beautiful curtain call from – Kirby Smart in the Georgia sideline taking a timeout to let him go out the back-to-back champion that he is. Georgia's most decorated quarterback as far as at the university, and I don't think that it is any question, undoubtedly, hands down, has to be regarded as the greatest Georgia quarterback at the University of Georgia. Um, You know, obviously, we're not talking about NFL production yet we're not talking about the best quarterback that this school has produced at the next level at the professional level obviously I think you know Matthew Stafford would still get that nod no disrespect to him but what Stetson Bennett has accomplished over his years at Georgia undoubtedly makes him the the greatest Georgia quarterback of all time And I think you could make an argument that next to Herschel Walker, Stetson Bennett would have to go down, you know, right there, Herschel Walker, Stetson Bennett, David Pollock as, you know, maybe your three greatest Bulldogs of all time. Absolutely incredible display from this team. TCU hats off to them on an incredible and memorable and historical season, Sonny Dykes, getting started there first year. I think it's incredibly encouraging. TCU has been a hot destination lately for players in the transfer portal. They're going to have a couple of other nice additions coming into the roster for next year. And I do believe that Sonny Dykes will have that program moving in the right direction and maybe building for the future there in the Big 12. But make no bones about it. We saw 
you know, the composite number two overall most talented team in the country going against a composite 36th most talented team in the country if you uh, base it off of recruiting metrics, right? And I think tonight in a lot of ways really has gone a long way to dispel this recent rumor that the portal is primary and recruiting really no longer matters because we have this NIL market because we have the free transfer portal. I've heard that sentiment out there many, many times from a lot of different folks in person, on met- on uh, message boards, on some other shows, kind of suggesting that the portal you know, is now holding more weight than traditional recruiting. I think that this kind of performance here tonight from a team that is still built very much traditionally from the high school recruiting ranks refutes that completely. I think if you are building a program for success, it has to be built still, at least for the moment, brick by brick, year after year with recruiting and development. And that is precisely what Georgia is and has become a product of. And I think that you're seeing other programs starting to understand that a little bit more uh, that may have gotten away from that model. I think that you're going to see Alabama and Nick Saban start to transform transfer back more of that attention to their recruiting out the high school ranks and the development after taking a couple of shots of steroids if you will you know roster steroids from the portal over the last couple of recent years I think it's going to be a little bit of a return to basics for Alabama to go back and cement their spot but the the best programs across the nation still recruit those high school levels at a very high level and that's that's what I'm trying to get at here. Uh, when you look across other teams that have done the quick fix through the portals, that's not how you build dynasties. That is how you build some short-term success. It may even be good enough to win a championship at, at maybe a conference level, but your highest rated and most successful programs over time are still very much built uh, you know, from the ground up. And, uh, and that's what we saw tonight. Just an absolute embarrassment of riches of talent on the field that worked hard. And when talent works hard, it is absolutely unbeatable. And that's what the dogs were tonight. Back-to-back national champions for the first time in the college football playoff era. That has not been done since the BCS era. The last team, obviously, to do that were the Alabama Crimson Tide where they won three championships over a four-year stretch. Obviously, I am referring to the 2009, 2011, and 2012 Alabama Crimson Tide teams uh, that launched the Alabama dynasty. And I think that it is now appropriate and an appropriate time to go ahead and recognize that we are rather in the beginning of the Georgia dynasty, the dog dynasty is what I'm calling it. Um, we talked about Georgia on our Summer Dreams episode one, and we talked about what this Georgia roster had returning. So many people in the offseason focused on what the dogs were losing, the 15 draft picks, so much on the defensive side of the ball, and just kind of pigeonholing Georgia to strictly a team that had to win with nothing but dominating defense And if their defense gives up 30 points, there's no way they can win. But over the years, we have seen Kirby 
adapt his coaching style. He has built a roster that not only still plays a high level of defense, obviously what we saw tonight, incredible defensive performance, juxtaposed to what we saw in the Ohio State in the second half of the LSU matchups here, you know, in, in, the, in the latter part of the season, the dogs getting back to that defensive dominance. Again, I think the roster they faced had a lot to do with that. However, you saw how dominant they really are against, you know, a good level team, but not an elite level team. What they were able to do, they completely shut down anything and everything TCU was trying to do and literally made them look like a JV squad with what they were able to do out there tonight. I digress. The offensive side of the ball was what we talked about really being very excited about as Todd Munkin is now, you know, that was his third season with Stetson Bennett developing this offense, structuring it in such a way to fit him and the players and personnel that Georgia has brought in. And we have seen year by year Kirby Smart becoming more and more aggressive towards putting points on the board and continuing to attack and to hunt. And that was the the theme for this year. They wanted to be the hunter and not the hunted. And they absolutely hunted tonight. It was an absolute beatdown. I mean, as a Georgia fan, I'm sure you're tickled. If you wanted to watch a good game tonight, I am so sorry. That is not what you got. And honestly, it was a little disappointing to me too. Uh, it felt a little deflating and a little anticlimactic compared to what we got out of those college semifinal games in the playoff that were just so good. It seemed like instant classic games. We thought that maybe we could dip our hand in the cookie jar one more time uh, for a, you know a real good treat, and instead, you know, we we got crumbs, and that, and that's what happened tonight. And TCU got crumbs. So how did this happen? I mean, we talked about some keys to the game for each one of these teams, right? We talked about how TCU was going to need to create some negative plays on early downs. They did not do that. I'm not sure that they had more than maybe two or three tackles for loss in the entire game. And I think usually that was on those slower developing plays for Georgia, maybe trying to get outside Uh, And it was, you know, very few and far between. Conversely, Georgia lived in TCU's backfield all night. The pressure that had been lacking in the last couple of contests absolutely showed up against this Horned Frogs offense. We talked about TCU needing to generate turnovers in this game. Georgia was the team that generated the turnovers. Three turnovers in this competition, two interceptions by Javon Bullard on the day. Absolutely incredible individual defensive performance from him and once again he is the defensive player of the game back-to-back performances and he is a sophomore he is returning again next year Uh, Stetson Bennett wins the offensive MVP after six total touchdowns on the night two on the ground for him four touchdown passes the mailman was delivering it absolutely everywhere and uh It didn't seem like TCU had any answers. They had more problems than they had answers, which brings me to my one of the points we talked about for Georgia to have success in this competition was to make TCU defend the entire offense. All of the weapons that Georgia could bring to bear, all of the personnel groupings and formations they could hit them with, and that's exactly what they did. We saw 
Brock Bowers have several receptions. We saw Lad McConkey, A.D. Mitchell got involved, Kiaris Jackson, Darnell Washington got involved, Dejon Edwards on the ground and through the air. They used Kendall Milton. They used Kenny McIntosh. The offensive line was superb again tonight. We saw a second rotation guys coming in. I mean, it got to the point where Georgia – very comfortably was playing with the twos, threes, and fours. Branson Robinson even came in late and got a very powerful touchdown run as he continued to fight for extra yards and crest through the end zone to to put the score at 65 or at 59, and then he scored again to make it 65 on the night. Just an absolute and inc- I I can't really get over. It. I'm I'm kind of speechless. My my mouth is hanging over even. In my wildest Georgia Homer dreams, I did not see a 65 to 7 beatdown. I mean, you're you're talking about dogs by fitty as like a joke. They they did it for real. They it was dogs by fitty eight. I mean, that, that is just an incredible um, display, right, of power. And so immediately Caesars has put out that the Georgia Bulldogs are the immediate 2023 favorites again to win the national title. And you might ask yourself, if you're not very familiar with this program, why is that? Why are they the favorites again to what would be a three-peat, which we have not seen in college football uh, in some very long time, right? Um, I mean, I'm talking a very, very long time, but uh, I digress. What this roster has returning again, and this is what elite level recruiting is going to get you and what elite level development is going to get you. Kirby Smart talked about staying hungry, staying humble, and that games like tonight make that a little more difficult, you know, to, to, to quote him, not directly, but to paraphrase what he's talking about. But his ability to build a culture around extremely high level recruiting is really something special, I think. And so you have these dynamic playmakers that are returning to next year's Georgia team with a mentality uh, that they are discounted, disrespected, um, that they are, you know, they still have that chip on their shoulder. They still want to be in that hunter mode. And, uh, Honestly, I, I think in a lot of ways this year, a lot of outside noise did a really good job of fueling this Georgia war machine as it turned to another national championship. I struggle to see, you know, especially early on last year, right after Georgia won the championship, right? Everybody talked about how it was 40 years, Georgia didn't win anything, and then it's like, oh, congratulations, you won one. It'll be another 40 years. That was the talking point, right? There's no way Georgia wins another title. There's no way they've lost too much. It's going to take them a while to get back there, yada, yada, and so on and so forth. It made me feel as if they were one of the most disrespected national champions early on, right, at least until people started figuring out they were actually legit. And it even I would say even furthermore, it actually took Alabama taking some losses in the season for people to really kind of change their tone and their opinion on what Georgia could be and what they were going to be. I would caution you again to not discard them. I know that it sounds insane right now, sitting here on the way, 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 way too early, right? But 
Georgia, I think we need to accept the fact that this team is going to be relevant in the national title picture for a very long time, as long as Kirby Smart is there and doing what he is doing at that university. What they have returning, guys like, again, Brock Bowers, Lad McConkey, A.D. Mitchell's coming back. Branson Robinson will be back, no doubt. Uh, p- potentially, we could see Kenny McIntosh come back for another year. They have guys on the offensive line like Amarius Mims, extremely talented tackle, coming back into the picture. They recruit very well at that offensive line position. They always have studs ready to reload there. On the defensive side of the ball, Javon Bullard is coming back. Malachi Starks is coming back. Guys like Bear Alexander that we saw tonight step up in a big role and in a big way is coming back. Michael Williams, the very talented defensive end freshman, all all SEC freshman All-American, had a sack tonight in tonight's game, is coming back. Jalen Walker, another edge guy, incredible talent, is coming back. Jamon Dumas Johnson should be coming back as well. Um, There is talent again, once again, it's becoming almost a redundant point, right, that is coming back into this Georgia roster for the next year. They're going to have very much the same feel, very similar elite roster coming back again. So it begs the question, well, with Stetson Bennett, who turned out to be that dynamic quarterback for this team, more more than a two-star player, more than a former walk-on, elevated his level of play over time. What does that mean for his understudy, who we can assume at this point should be Carson Beck, who is taking snaps you know, with the twos, but they have a loaded quarterback room with guys like Carson Beck, obviously, Brock Vandegrift for the moment. We have a Gunner Stockton back there, former high four-star rated recruit. Brock Vandegrift, a five-star former recruit. So what does that quarterback situation look like? Well, I can tell you two things. Number one, having a loaded quarterback room is never a bad thing. The old adage was if you have five quarterbacks, you have none. And I think that has been laid to rest a few times when you talk about having loaded quarterback rooms in different situations. We saw Alabama benefit from the loaded quarterback room they had while with uh, Tua and Jalen Hurts. We saw Georgia benefit from their loaded quarterback room with JT Daniels and Stetson Bennett, uh, as well as, you know, having bringing in guys like Jamie Newman, who, you know, he couldn't win the job. It was a competitive environment built in that room instead of just handing the keys to the kingdom to a guy that might not be up to snuff. So a crowded quarterback room is not a bad thing. If the transfer portal opens up and some of those guys hop in, that's fine. That means that they lost that competition. And as talented as they are, somebody was better. I think George is becoming better at, a, at evaluating quarterback talent as well, which is something I'm excited about. But So with the kind of roster and the kind of weapons that they're going to have there, it doesn't take superhuman quarterback play to be successful, to be right back in the mix. It just takes competent quarterback play with that sort of roster. So I think they're going to get competent, if not more than competent quarterback play from the folks that are still in there. And when you have that kind of surrounding ensemble cast, as long as you, you know, remain somewhat healthy, because again, depth, a, a good, a good buddy on the, any given you uh, Facebook group, Sean Hummel, I'm going to give him a shout out. He continues to post 
depth is defined in Athens. And I couldn't agree more with what he says there. The sort of depth that they have in talent across the roster allows players to come in and be successful from the rip as far as what they're doing. And I think the coaching staff has evolved so much there. We're absolutely at the precipice, at the beginning of a dog dynasty. The dog dynasty, that's what I'm going to call it. I want to coin it right here on the Any Given You podcast. All right. Dog dynasty. That is what we are looking at solidly ahead for 2023. Absolutely incredible. Absolutely amazing. You, my audience, my captive audience, are absolutely incredible and absolutely amazing. And I am so thankful every single day that the Any Given You family, the You crew, continues to grow, that you guys are a loyal, underground, grassroots, independent cult college football following. And I really appreciate everything that it is that you do. And thank you for listening. I know that this was very Georgia-centric, but we did just play the national championship game and witnessed history tonight, back-to-back national champions for the first time in the college football playoff era. Big Red Empire is upon us. Absolutely incredible. And what else is absolutely incredible is I want to, I would love to take a moment to point out the fact that this is episode number 100, and this is the first episode of season three of the Any Given You podcast. We have battled, we have grinded, we have gone through a lot of ups and downs to continue to bring this show on our platforms to this audience, to this beautiful you crew I am talking to right now. I'm talking to each and every single one of you. The boys back in Georgia, the boys walking around battalion, back in the zoo, in the in third battalion, in RSTB, 175, 275, anywhere you're at, my ranger buddies, my brothers in arms, I love you guys, everything you do to support the content here and the podcast to the Texas A&M crew that's following and listening right now. I appreciate y'all as well to the hardcores on the any given you podcast, Facebook page and group. I love you. I've loved you since day one. You're amazing to my incredible family, my beautiful wife, Brooke. Thank you for putting up with my insanity, my psychosis, my love, my passion for this game (laughs) and all this crazy shit that I put you through. I love you so much. Thank you. And I, to, to, I'm just, I'm in, I'm in a very thankful place right now, obviously. Um, it's not every day that, I mean, some people go their entire lifetime. People live and die under the sun, never seeing their team win a national title. And I have been blessed and fortunate enough to see back to back national championships and the beginning of a dynasty that I know is coming. We're very thankful. We're very blessed. We're very humbled. Thank you all. I appreciate you. Remember, any given time, any given place, any given team, you get it here on Season 3 of the Any Given You Podcast.